Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Quartet Sunup Podcast once again. I'm Josh Shevinoff. As always, welcome by the one and only Angel Ortega. A lot of stuff to talk about this week. Obviously, we got UFC Austin to go over one of the greatest fight night cards of all time. UC Vegas 57 going down this weekend from the UC Apex. And Bellator is back with Bellator 282. Before we get all of that, as always, we're brought to you by RogueEnergy.com. If you want Ro- if you want 10% off your order at RogueEnergy.com, use the code SOUNDOFF at checkout. Use the code SOUNDOFF at checkout for 10% off of our energy needs. Father's Day just came and went, but still, get your dad something. Go to RogueEnergy.com. Get your mom something. Get your friend something. RogueEnergy.com. Buy yourself something, you bitch. All right? RogueEnergy.com. Code SOUNDOFF at checkout. 10% off. Angel, you agree, right? Love Rogue Energy. Love it, bro. Fucking love it. Better than that G Fuel shit, bro. <laughs> we're gonna, we're, yeah, we don't even, we don't even acknowledge that. Don't even, <laughs> don't even acknowledge them. That's how, that's how good Rogue Energy is. Alright? Go get them. Anyways, code's not off. At checkout. 10% off. Anyways. Last Saturday night. From the Moody Center in Austin, Texas. UFC Austin. The main event. And let's just, before we even get to the main event, just, Probably the best, not even probably, arguably the best fight night of the year. Um, UC London is the only one I could think that could compete with it. And I'd, I'd honestly argue this is probably better than UC London, but look, man, they ver- they rarely venture outside of UC Apex for a fight night. Uh, and damn, dude, I am very happy that they did for this one. You can tell the crowd was, was loving this shit, and so was I. Uh, as far as the main event goes, uh, there was some controversy, sadly. There, there was, there's one drawback in this card, and it was that there was some controversy. Uh, the Featherweights, top 10 Featherweights, scrapping it out. Josh Emmett, Cal McCater, putting on a, I don't want to say a fight of the year contender. It was a very great fight. Um, that being said, uh, look, man, Josh Emmett, he extends his win streak, moves it to five. He wants the winner of Max Holloway, Alexander Volkanovski, going down in about two weeks. This fight was phenomenal. However, did he really win? Two of the judges thought so. 48-47, 47-48, 48-47 for Josh Emmett. He wins via split decision. Angel, I'll go ahead and toss it straight to you, my man. Do you think he did enough to deserve the win? Obviously, I think most people kind of grant that he did go out. Get a bit of an early lead, but I think most people generally had Cal McKinney coming away with the win on Saturday night. Uh, like you said it there, man. Uh, I thought Josh Emmett did good, what seemed early on. But then as the, as the fight went on, I thought Calvin Cater actually came back, rallied up, and was was doing was doing the, the better work, man. I thought, I, like I told you in the pre-show, I thought Josh Emmett was was throwing bombs, but they weren't connecting. They were being blocked. They were not being fully absorbed. And I mean, just because you throw heavy shots and they connect on the side of the arm and shit, and, and you know, on the gloves. It doesn't mean it's uh, it's causing damage, you know. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, look, man, I I feel like we talk about this once, probably once a week at this point, every single week, about how it's a bad decision, and even this decision. Um, is it like a robbery of the year? No, no. This there's been worse, but at the same time, man, we we I, I always say every single time there's a decision like this. There can be a close but clear fight. I thought this was a close fight, but I also thought it was clear. Calvin Cater won. I gave him round two, I gave him round four, and I gave him round five. And I don't think it was that hard to score either. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but it's just a shame. I mean, I will give I will give credit to Josh in it because well, I think that uh, Calvin Cater deserved the win, dude. I think Josh Emmett in his in his career at this point is uh, honestly it's something that we really don't talk about enough. Um, he's 37 years old. He's never a guy that was supposed to be a contender. I mean, I I was I was around back in you know 2017 2018 whenever he upset Ricardo Lamas on like two weeks notice. He jumped in the top five and he stayed in there ever since. And through all the injuries, I mean, tore his ACL against Shane Burgos. He still came out with the win. He's gone through a lot of shit, and you honestly love to see it. And I think he deserved a title shot. I don't think it'll go well for him. Uh, but even, you know, all this being said, I do think that he, you know, uh, full props to him. But I thought he I thought he lost on Saturday night. But got a feel for Calvin Cater, but that's the way it goes. Regardless, it was still a great fight. Um, and honestly, a great performance by both guys. And I hope both of them get to fight for a title down the line. But we'll have to see what happens. Uh, look, man, our co-main event was supposed to be Joe Lozon, Donald Cowboy Cerrone, and oh, this man. shit is getting to be like Tony Habib, man. I saw that on Twitter, man. I I hope not. That is a that's a scary thought, but but it's not. I don't know if it's on the same level, but definitely that was a very freak. I mean, did you read what happened? So, from my understanding, Joe's like his knee, like locked up, I believe. Uh huh. And um, it was something like it just it just locked up and he couldn't get it straightened back out. He got straightened back out, like at one point, um, but that was that's about it, you know. Um, like he got straightened out, but not in not in enough time for you know, you know, for for the fight to actually happen. Um, that's I mean, I, it just. It's it's freak shit. We've had we've had two cancellations, not just two cancellations, two cancellations on fight day, nonetheless. Like that's so bizarre. I know. Fucking cowboy eats the wrong sushi, and now his the fucking Joe's knee locks out. I know. It's it's fucking heartbreaking, dude. Um, and apparently they're not, according to Dana, and obviously they can they can change his mind, but um, apparently he said he's not going to try and rebook the fight. Wow. Which is kind of kind of shitty, in my opinion. Because I mean, you can just you can just flex him in another two weeks, but just have him fight at welterweight. Like, just there's no reason cutting him weight, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, it is definitely it's so frustrating though. It's extremely frustrating. Um, yeah, and it's like, why not, man? Like, what's who else are they gonna fight? I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah, exactly. Like, legitimately, like if you had to pick another opponent for Cowboy that was a legend, it made sense. Like, what do you want to do, Jim Miller? Or I don't know. Do you want to do Court McGee? Like I don't know. I feel like Joe Lowe's on Cowboy made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there, there's usually kind of weird with their matchmaking when it comes to older guys. Generally, it's either they're going to go ahead and have him get fucked up by like a young line, or they'll go ahead and just match him up with. Wait, no, that's not what's going to happen. Yep. He's going to fight fucking Kasparov. Yeah, fucking apparently, dude. Um... You want something crazy? I, thought, I didn't know Joe had been in the UFC since like 2006 or something. You know like that? that, dude. I didn't do know. You he not had... know the, do you not know the Joe Lozon story, dude? I didn't know Joe Lozon had been in the UFC longer than Cowboy. Oh yeah, and it's not even close. Let me let me tell you the Joe Lozon story, Angel, because it's funny. I, I heard Chael Sun talk about this in uh, like last week before they got shout out Uncle Chael. Shout out, shout out Uncle Chael. Um, he's like, you know, I don't think the Joe Lozon story has ever been told like in a well enough fashion. And now you, you know. can retell it, Josh, so it's going to be even better. He's a guy that was like, and he still is, he's like a computer nerd. He's like a video game guy. I believe he like, he like went to college, and I think he like, um, 
got his, like, bachelor's degree in, like, something like computer science, I think, you know. Um, he, like, got the call to fight on short notice against Jens Pulver in, like, 2006. And for the, those of you that are not aware, Jens Pulver was the baddest motherfucker on the planet in 2006, at least in regards to, like, the UFC. Like, he was the former lightweight champion. He left to go to Pride, uh, and he came back around 2006. And there was, I don't believe there was a champion at the time, because this is right around the time he was bringing back the lightweight division, because after Jens left, they held, like, a tournament to form the champion, and I think there was, like, a draw with uh, Cal Uno and BJ Penn. So they just cut the entire fucking division for, like, years. Fuck so man. back comes Jen Pulver. Supposed to fight Joe Lawson. Joe Lawson. Supposed to walk through him. Instead, Joe Lawson knocks him the fuck out. For all intents and purposes, Joe Lawson was the best fighter on the planet in 2006, essentially, when it comes to a <laughs> And then, for that he, one fight. Despite, despite this, he does not get a title shot. He does not get, like, the opportunity to be – he does not grant a champion or anything. In fact, they're like, hey – um, we really didn't expect this to go the way that it did. So you wanna you wanna go on the Ultimate Fighter? It's like sure. You know who are the coaches gonna be? Oh yeah, the guy you just knocked out, Jens Pulver and BJ Penn. They're gonna go on and fight. Oh my god. So that had to be awkward. But essentially, he's a guy who's been around in the game for 16 years now, fighting at the top level. Um, you look at his record on paper, it's not stellar. But he got on the UFC, dude. He was he's 38 now. So back what would he be in 2006? 22. You know. He's been UC for such a long time. He's fought everybody. Like he didn't fought Cowboy, but they're working on that. You know, like he's he's fought in the top of the top and uh, beaten a lot of them. Lost to a couple of them, but he's beaten the shit out of them, dude. I mean, like he he was very close to fighting for the title on a couple of occasions. If we're being completely honest, he probably should have got a he probably should have got a belt after he beat fucking Jen Pulver. So. Um, yeah, man. I mean, the Joe Walls, he's not a guy that's discussed enough, I think, in the OG guys. Like, I understand part of it is because he's not been super active, but the guy's been around for a long, long time. But, um, yeah, man, that's essentially it. Yeah, he's been, he's been in the uh, VOC for a long time, man. So. That's, that's cool. That's crazy, man. I, I got to respect that. He's, uh, and like you said about the, it's, it's always the jujitsu guys. I remember Eddie Bravo talked about this, Josh. He's like, dude, the, the fucking, the good guys are never the fucking, Super big fucking muscle heads, dude. It's always the nerdy computer geeky guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean that's his, and he's in, and that's his thing. He loves jujitsu, right? It's it's his it's his main is uh, his was probably his first martial or not not his first martial art, but probably his his main one. You know that he fell in love with him especially. Yeah. Yeah, man. I really hope he gets a, a proper retirement fight because he's him and Cerrone. They're gonna go in the Hall of Fame one day. That's just the reality. Um, dude, and I got some argument. I got you see three hundred, Josh. Yeah, I got into an argument with this guy on, on Twitter, like, because I said, like, I said something similar to that, like, a while ago. Might even when this fight first got booked, like, dude, no, they're not. Like, I feel like some people don't realize how, how non-strict the UFC Hall of Fame is. The UFC Hall of Fame is just like, ah, whoever you want, you know? Like, it's, Josh, I could be in the UFC Hall of Fame. Matt Sarah is in, so that essentially opened the floodgates. I mean, he was a and champ. I, I like so, I mean, the, the, the only, but the, you got to think about it, the only argument there is that he's, he was a champ, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, 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 but... Your body of favor wasn't a UFC champ either, and he's in. True. Well, there you go. So, and, and because of the fight wing, essentially anybody can get in. I mean, Diego's in. The Clay disrespect in. on Matt Sarah, man. He beat GSP. <laughs> no, I love Matt Sarah. I fucking do. Eddie went tough. Huh? Eddie went tough. He did win tough. I love Matt Sarah. I hope, I hope people don't take it out the wrong way. But the reality is Matt Sarah was like a good, a very good guy for his time. And a lot of people look at his record. 
the season it's not great, but dude fought in UC essentially his entire career. Isn't it, what is, isn't it like fourteen and six something like that? No, I think it might even be like eleven and seven. Are you sure? I could have sworn I'm like ninety nine percent sure. I'm on it. I'm on it. It's allowed to tell you. You were right. Dude, I can't remember what I had for, like, lunch yesterday, but I have, like, I can remember random fighters records from, like, 2000 and fucking Dude, it's, 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 it's crazy, though. His UFC tenure wasn't that long. It was only from, like, not including the Ultimate Fighter, and if we included the, including the Ultimate Finale, it was only from 2006-2010. Mm-hmm. Two of those fights against GSP, one a loss, and then they were like, you know you want to fight Matt Hughes? Matt Hughes beats him, fights Frank Trigg, wins, and then, uh, what is that? Chris Little, and then loss. Yeah, Matt Trey was a good guy, especially for his time. But you know, I think him kind of being him and guys like Favor being in it. I don't know. It definitely. Oh no, he was he was already in the UFC. I forgot they did a season with fighters. They were already. Yeah. That was, why the fuck did they do? Isn't that so weird? It, yeah, it was so, called Tough Three, like Redemption, maybe. Or it's also it's also fighter season four comeback. Come back, excuse me. Yeah, that, that's what it was. Was it? Was it? So the, it's because the person who won the season got the title shot. That was the whole like. That was right? the whole gimmick. Yeah, that's. And what it was. I mean, Matt Sarah. Everyone remembers Matt Sarah upsetting GSP. Uh, the uh, oh my god, what do they call him? The Michael Jordan of BJJ, Travis Luter, was putting a whooping on Anderson up until the third round. So, <laughs> granted, he missed weight for the title fight, so he wouldn't have won it anyways. But like Anderson had to come back in that one. People forget he mounted him, landed some fucking huge shots. That was a, that's an underrated banger right there, but UFC 69 shootout. I need to get that fucking poster. That looks sick. UFC 69. Let me go ahead and look that one up. I like. So you. I'm, I'm going to tell you this now. Whenever, whenever you move into an apartment, whenever, or not even to, I don't know what the fuck you're going to move, but whenever you move, <laughs> I'm going to get you a poster similar to how you did for me, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's gonna be some meme. It's gonna be Mimi, isn't it? It, I can't. I, it might be Mimi. It very well might be. But uh, you'll 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 figure it out when it comes. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. But you know, what was my original point? Oh yeah, Jill Lozon and did their intro. They're gonna go in the Hall of Fame. Um, that's a sick poster, though. I don't know. Did you see it? No, I looked it up. That, that is a really good. That's a really good one. A lot of those older UFC posters are pretty fucking sick. It, it's 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 definitely not as high quality as now. It's not the greatest, but there's something about it that's just like it's I a like novelty that. of it. Yes. But uh, yeah, man, I really hope they rebook that fight. I really, really do. Just because. Holy shit! I just I just saw who's on this card. <laughs> Dude, Ooh. Roger Huerta, seventeen and one at the time. Oh. Was the downfall right after this? I'm curious. Something like that. I'm, I'm going to find out real quick. It wasn't too long after. I'll put it like that. Damn. The fall from Greece. What went wrong? Oh, man. At least he's not fighting anymore, right? Yep. I mean, we saw his last fight, man. That's why I bring it up. I'm not saying it in a bad way. Yeah. Yeah, he was a bad motherfucker in his prime, though. Shout out. Um, yeah, man. You know, because you know what the interesting thing about the Joe Lozon running fight? Like, who else are they going to fight? You know what I mean? That's what we, that's what that's what that's where the, that's where the point originated, Josh. Uh, yeah, because bring it there's, back. A, there's there's a there's a couple of guys, but like, I really think you should just say fuck it and not really make like a legends league, not like a legends division, but like, do you have so many good guys? Like, I can name a bunch of off the top of my head guys that you can just make like good matchups with that are all around that same weight, like. Who? 
who can he legitimately? Is there anybody he can rematch from the past that would be a good fight? Like I like I, I brought up Jim Miller for Joe Lozon the third. Fuck it, you know at UFC three hundred, yeah, three hundred, yeah. and then the third. You know what I mean? God, like, it's such a good fucking fight. Both of them were so good too. Um, would RDA even be a competitive fight though? I no, mean, RDA lost, would not be competitive. I was say he he lost to him twice, which is it's tough, man. But you know what yeah, I mean? and he got butchered in the second one. Um, you know I think you know it's interesting. So uh, I think Cerrone. I, I said if they didn't book the Cerrone Lozon fight, I wanted to see Cerrone versus Nick Diaz I forgot at one seventy. Forgot they fought before. No, they didn't. Nate fought uh, Cerrone. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, but he did have beef with Nick. I mean, who didn't at that time? But um, yeah, yeah. It, I sucks, think it sucks that Eves Edward isn't around. I feel like that would have been an interesting one too. With the, like, if he was still fighting. I mean, I guess isn't Eves still doing like what offs? Like he did a oh no, he did a grappling tournament. He does grappling, I believe. Yeah, no, it'd be, it'd be sick if Eve Edwards was still around. But granted, Eve Edwards is fucking 45 now, so I don't know how he's going to do in a MMA fight. Yeah, but there's, there's, there's a couple of old dudes that they can go ahead and stack them with each other, but they just don't. Do- Dude, no Benson Matt Henderson. Brown versus Cerrone, too, you know? At 155, there's not much for Joe Lozano. Maybe, maybe he'd move up to 170 for a fight. I don't know. But... um. Yeah, but anyways, man, I think we spent enough time on that one. As far as the rest of UC Austin card, uh, this is a banger. This is like straight up top to bottom, just all sorts <laughs> of bangers. What are what are like fights you're looking to highlight the most? Oh man, we just we gotta go one down, man. To what turned into the coming Kevin Holland with another stellar performance in beautiful Texas, aka Batman, bringing it for the hometown. AKA Black Man, bringing it back for the hometown. <laughs> Whoa, Josh! That, no, no, that's what he said. Don't get. Oh, that. okay, okay. That's what I he was... said. That's what he said. It's a reference. I'm, I'm not saying. <laughs> I mean, that's he's what a he black said. man, he right? Said, I mean... said the media day. He said, you know, you guys call me call me Batman, I'm black man. That's what I. Am. What a king, right? Um, king shit only, dude. Man, I I uh, I love me some Kevin Holland, man. This guy is this kid. This kid, man. I mean, I call him. He's 29 years old, but. It's yeah. crazy how Dana didn't want him, dude. I know, I know. And then, and and then they him, called him on short notice. It took him to fight Tiago Santos at light heavyweight. Was it light heavyweight? Like, no. No, it, actually, I think this was, it was 185. Was 185, but, uh, yeah, he was so much smaller than Tiago. I mean, I mean, if they, if, I'm pretty sure if Kevin Holland still fought at 185 and Tiago Santos cut down to 185, he'd still be smaller. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, there you go. But yeah, man, it's it's crazy that Dana didn't want him, and now it's like this is one of Dana's like favorite guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's hard not to love him, you know. He's like, if he could shut his mouth, maybe I would have signed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to love him. Uh, he's riding a two fight win streak, he's beating a couple of really good dudes. He said he wants to fight Sean Brady next. That's a hell of a matchup, dude. That's a hell of a call out too, man. Like, didn't even try to go for like a number. 10 or under, he was like, I'm going for... Because Sean Brady's in the top 10 now, right? Yeah, Sean Brady might be ranked top 5. I think he's like around 6 or 7, I think. Um, we'll check. I'm mad curious. He's number 9, excuse me. Yeah, right right inside the top 10, yeah. So, so he didn't even... He was shooting high, man. I gotta respect, though, because... Well, Sean Brady said that he wanted Bilal Muhammad, but he said if he couldn't get him, he he said like a couple other guys recently, and uh, Kevin Hall was one of those guys. Really? I respect that for fighting down. Yeah, so he's fucking... Ready, dude. He's ready to go. So, so I'm he, excited. So he, so he just wants to fight. He he does. Um. Yeah, man. I I am very very excited to see if he gets that fight. Uh, and since we're since we're on that one, let's just go one down, dude. 
Joaquin Buckley, Albert Durev. I didn't know they realized they were former, uh, like, training partners. I did not realize that until they, they mentioned on the podcast. Uh, and they had some heat to it. They were talking shit during this yeah. fight. This is, a, this is a really, really fun one. You had Joaquin, some thoughts about this fight, man. You thought someone was being set up here. <laughs> I I did think Joaquin Buckley might be getting set up. Um, but dude, yo. But it, but it wasn't that. They were setting up Joaquin Buckley. They were setting up Albert Durev, man. <laughs> they were setting him up. Yeah, man, I thought I thought he was going to have way more success with the wrestling. But, yo, man, it didn't even matter, man. Joaquin Buckley was, you know, like some fighters, like, you can just tell, like, they're on, like, it's their night. Like, they cannot miss. Joaquin Buckley was landing that left straight at will, dog. Like, he cannot miss with that. In his, in his kicks, bro. He was landing all sorts of kicks that night, too. Yeah. All he's sorts of, he dropped him with a kick, right, to the head. Yeah, he's, dude, he's 20, he just turned 28. I'm very excited to see where he goes in the future. You remember I mean, like, when he called out Darren Till? And he was like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> dude, hey, that fight doesn't even... That fight kind of makes sense now. Who is Darren Till fighting? He's fighting... Is it Jack Hermanson? I think he might be. I think, I think next is, month he is. I think he is. Yeah, I think he's fighting Jack Hermanson. Yeah, um... Yeah, I'm... I'm Man, I like I like me some Walking Buckley a lot, man. I really, really do. I think that kid has a lot of potential. I think it's sick, uh, sick way to. I mean, look, a little sad that it ended because of a doctor stoppage. It had to end though. Yeah, but he beat the piss out of him though. Oh no, 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 no. We knew. I'm not gonna lie. We knew where the outcome was kind of going. Obviously, anything could happen. Uh, but man, I, I mean, it, it, it always sucks when it's an injury. But it, I mean, granted though, I, uh, yeah, no, you know what I mean. You know what I'm trying to yeah. get at here. But respect to him for obviously doing it in the fashion because he did. Because clearly he was he was on the on the winning side the whole time. I mean, but he was probably I mean he's, without a doubt he won the both rounds that they did get to fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, fuck if they would have let the fight go on, I mean, which they wouldn't have. But if they could have, I mean, I only imagine the performance only would have continued and maybe it finished. So maybe it's a good thing it happened it did. But hey man, it sucks. Hopefully that eye comes down quick and he can kind of get a good turnaround because he he's a really good guy and. Uh, I think he has a, a lot still to offer, obviously. And I'm making it sound like it's the end or anything, but you know, it, it was just a really tough loss for him, you know. And, and, and obviously, that fucks with fighters a lot. But man, uh, you know, to bring it back to Joaquin Buckley, I mean, shout out to him because uh, I think he had like a like what well, one like he had a, a few finishes and a skid, and then he's back on a three fight win streak, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. So yeah, I might I might be wrong there, but no, I think I, I think you're right. But, uh, yeah, no, shout out to him. And I wonder what's next, man. I wonder if they're going to try to get him someone just outside of the 15, maybe, see how much they can push him, or if they are going to maybe give him a lower end of 15 guy, or try to find some other guy who they can, uh, he can maybe have a banging performance against to open up a card. I think he deserves a rank guy <clears throat> at this point, anyways. I think he deserves a rank guy, but. Um, I mean, at 185, I mean, like, I've always said it, man, 185, in my opinion, is the most open division right now. For sure. Uh, especially, like, Especially when it comes to like contenders. I mean, Izzy seems like he's got championship. Like, I think he's gonna have that strap for a while. But yeah, and a lot of those guys have fought for a title. Man, I mean, there's a reason why Sean Strickland, like in Alex Bahia, like those neither one of those guys you think of. Like, you think of like oh, top contender, but they're gonna fight for the belt soon. The winner of it. So, um, yeah, man. But Wait, regardless, did announce that? Uh, I've not officially, but I. I'm 99% sure. Oh, oh, my bad. I thought you said Michelle Pahea, Sean Brady. I thought you said that. My bad. Is that what you said? No, no, I, no. I said like, um, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot their name. Uh, Alex Pahea and uh, Sean Strickland. Oh, 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 my bad. I don't know why I thought you said Sean Brady. I, it's it's fucking Sean Brady, Sean Strickland. 
Michelle Pereira, Michelle Pereira, Alex Pereira. <laughs> it was just my brain just read it weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, there's, there's just that'd be a fun matchup though. Michelle Pereira and uh, Sean Brady. I just came up with that. That's a good matchup, dude. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, man, I think we should go ahead and move on one down. Uh, Demir Azmagulov, Garam Kudeladze. I think I said that. I think I said it pretty well. Gudam Kudeladze. This one Anyways. came with some controversy. Yeah, this was a controversial one, but I, I honestly had no problem with that. I thought this was I, a I did super it. close fight. I, I thought uh, Demir came back. Like I thought it was a really hard comeback after that first round. Like I got to give credit to the guy because I was looking. I was like, "Damn, bro, you are getting lit the fuck up right now," and I don't know how you're going to deal with it. But there was another fight where he was he he kind of came from behind or he got in some tr- trouble early on and he came back. So mm-hmm. I mean, if that doesn't show kind of composure and maturity in him, I mean, I got to. Res- I mean, there's a reason he's twenty three and one. This guy's been through some shit. Oh yeah, for sure, dude. I mean this. This fight was close, dude. This fight was really, really close. And I didn't have an issue with it just because you know what would fuck me up, man, is realizing both these guys, like, they're not even ranked. Like, they're that fucking good. <laughs> it just, it just, that's 155 for you, man. I know, man. But even then, it's like, it's still mind-blowing. It's 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 mind-blowing. Um, regardless, though, man, I had no problem with the result. I mean, did, did you... Feel the same way? No, I thought Demir won. I I was really confused why people were like going off. I'm like, guys, it was a really strong first round and it was pretty close. But I thought Demir won it. Like I thought it was his his fight. Yeah, same page. I did think it was close, but I didn't. You know. Yeah, no. I I don't think it was a wrong at all. I don't know why people were kind of mad. Maybe I'd have to rewatch it, but I definitely was just kind of like when they announced, I was like, oh yeah, hundred percent. And then I went on Twitter and I saw controversy, and I was like, hold up, the fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same page. Yeah, I didn't understand the the cries of robbery at all. I've just heard it's more of that in the main event, but regardless, uh, right? <laughs> um, move, moving one down. Uh, Gregor Rodriguez knocking out Julian Marquez. Uh, I don't got a whole lot to say on this one outside of goddamn what a finish, dude. Gregor Rodriguez, right? That man got some hands, dude. So it's uh, so it's so crazy though he did he did that to Julian Marquez and dude Julian's such a tough bitch uh, son of a bitch not a tough bitch completely apologize tough son of a bitch man please don't uh, please don't kill him Julian dude he lives in Kansas City dude it wouldn't take a lot of effort I know I know um, uh but yeah no like dude he ate some shots and he was trying to like you he was doing all the right things to survive you know what I mean you know when the when uh. Like, I know Big John's talked about it. He's like, you know, when you, when you get into this situation, you're hurt. You need to show the rep that you're trying to get at. Like, you're you're still there and trying to get at it or try to avoid it. And he was circling out. He was trying to go for a, you know, trying to get a leg, go for a takedown. Like, he was – there was nothing else he could have done. You know what I mean? Like, that was the maximum effort out of a fighter. I'll tell you what. 100%. And, and, 100%. When, he was, and when he was hurt, he was throwing right back, man, hoping That's he would – That's what he does. And he and he was throwing right back, man. And I thought he I thought he had tagged him for a second. I'm like, holy shit, this is gonna get crazy. Because for a second there, dude, they were both slinging back and forth. I don't know, like they were trading like one for one there for a second. And I was just like, dude, dude, this is about to get crazy. <laughs> and I mean, and then he just uh, he caught him, man. He he dropped him down, and that was it. But that it was just so much damage accumulated that there was just nothing that Julian could have done at that point. Yeah, there's nothing he could have done, but dude, he 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 tried his best. Julian Marquez still still one of the best. He's one of my guys. He's still one of my guys. You know what I mean? Always comes to bang. Never been in a boring fight. 
Um, and I hope to see him back in there soon, just because, like, not soon because he got knocked out. But, like, it could be he, at least six months. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, I mean, like, he's he's he took a long – he's taken some, a lot of time off during his fight, just for various reasons. I know that he got injured after his uh, – what fight was it? Again, the loss to Alessio Deshiro. And then he had that banger of a fight with Sam Albi. That was well over a year ago. And I'm not sure what the whole really? was. Yeah, it was April 2021. Man, I didn't realize that was that long ago. I remember that fight. Like, it was just, like, a few weeks, like, a few months ago, man. It didn't seem that long ago. Wow. Okay, so, yeah, he was scheduled. He's had a couple of fights uh, canceled. He was supposed to fight Jordan Wright in October. Then he got pulled because he got that- sick. That would have been a fucking banger. I want fuck. I should rebook that one. Yeah, uh, I mean, to, <laughs> Jordan Wright's coming off a loss, man. They could do it. Yeah, they could. They could. Um, yeah, he okay. had a couple of the fights canceled too. But yeah, I hope. To, I mean, once he gets healthy, he's still one of the most entertaining guys. Like he's, he's also one of those guys who's marketed himself very well too. You got, I mean, he might not be the biggest guy, you know, but he has a podcast. He does some other stuff, and uh, he's he's done some right things, man. You got you got to respect that out of a guy, and plus that he's he has a very entertaining fight style. So it, it's. He's doing all the right things, so hopefully he comes sure. back, he's healthy, and he can get some uh, get some fun matchups, competitive ones to help him grow too. For sure, and, and full props to Gary Rodriguez for the victory. But man, oh yeah, sick! This is yeah. sick job, man. You you were on that night. That yeah. was your night. Yeah, and we got to move one on down again because this one this lit up MMA Twitter, man. I don't know if you were on it, but man, this really lit him up. So Adrian Yanez, who is one of the most entertaining guys in bantamweight right now, this kid's not ranked. But he's 28 years young, and he's since joining the UFC, he's had nothing but bangers. Like he's had one, all the one fight was a knockout, and that was a close fight, fight of the night with Davy Grant last November, facing Tony Kelly, who at this point is mostly known for um, anything outside the cage. I mean, he said he did have a nice win over Randy Costa last December, but he's not really known for his fighting style. He's, he's essentially at this point known as the guy who, like, chose to drive, like, three days from, like, I don't know where it was, uh, Louisiana to Vegas. He, like, I think it was, like, a two-day drive because he didn't want to wear a mask on a plane. And then he also went ahead and this guy that said, uh, like, during Andrew Lee's fight, <clears throat> which happened, I think, what was that, a month ago? I think a month ago. And, but against referring to uh, Vivian Argero, uh, calling her dirty fucking Brazilian, you know? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so this kid's not really liked. And then uh, Adrian Yanez, I think Tony Kelly flipped him off before, uh, like during the introductions, and Adrian Yanez knocked the shit out of him and then flipped him off, which gave us one of the coldest pictures of the year. So I saw that shit on Twitter, bro. I was like, Oh, Damn. that shit was cold, man. It was. And I think Adrian, was, Tony Kelly went on Twitter and still said fuck you to Adrian Yanez, which I was like, man, that's uh, that's a grudge right there. Yeah, man. This, this Yeah, he's uh, – <laughs> Ooh, he's out there, man. Um, yeah, yeah man, you but, do you. It was a sick. It was a sick performance, man. I mean, he, he was on that night. That was the. That was Adrian Jones. There was a lot of those performances where the guys were just on. You know what I mean? They were just on, and, and girls too. Uh, don't want to. Don't want to not give them attention to because there was there were some ladies on here who performed very well as well. But yeah, that was another like. I think Adrian Jones probably finishes pretty much whatever dude you had in there, dude. Dude, for sure. I mean, he looked on point. This kid, he's not ranked when the rank, we're we're filming this really, really early in the week. But uh, if he's not ranked when the rankings come out tomorrow, then could he be? Could he break into the top fifteen? Is he should be. He's uh, like six and zero oh with like five knockouts. Uh, let's see who who's near the fifteen bottom. is Rafael Sunso. God, but Rafael Sunso is so fucking good. 
Not he's lost like five fights in a row though. But you got to think of dude. That's a very competitive bottom twelve though. Ricky Simone, Sean O'Malley. No, 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 for sure, Asensa. for sure. Um, I still think he should be over Asensa though. No, I that's just but um, anyways, moving on down, man. As far as the undercard goes, what are some other fights you're gonna highlight? Oh man, let me see. Jeremiah Wells. Holy fuck! This is that another. Man. That dude. There was a I can't remember how I caught eye of him. Obviously he fought blood I forgot I he fought Blood Diamond, which holy fuck. We remember that too. <laughs> yeah. But going to that I feel like I remember him going to that Willie Alice fight or I got I, I I know I had seen him somewhere before. I don't know what it was or it or maybe it's just because dude, this this guy is a savage. You see him, he looks like a fucking killer, dude. I don't know what it is. I vibe with it though. Uh yeah, no, dude. He's 35? What the fuck? I know, right? I literally saw that shit right now. That is insane to me. He does not look 35. Black don't crack. Oh, that's facts, yeah. Bro, he laid it out. He laid it out Court McGee, though. I did not think he'd do Court McGee like that. When I saw I was like, when I saw this matchup, I was like, oh, okay, we got Court McGee back. But I'm like, Jeremiah Wells kind of a killer. But I was like, I don't know. Court McGee has been around a while. He's not one of those guys who's been getting knocked out. Bro. This man hasn't had a lock. He hasn't been finished since 2016, and that was by Santiago Ponzinibbio. Jesus. Prior to that, this man had never been knocked out. Yeah. Yeah, he's I mean, good. Jeremiah Wills, 35 years old, fucking killer, dude. Absolute killer. Yeah, that was that was an insane knockout. Especially Corey McGee. He's had a he's had a nice he's had a nice run. He had a nice run up into this fight, man. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was he was trucking along, man. He was doing all the right things. Much respect to the. A uh, f- former tough winner, I believe, right? Uh, I think so. Or he fought on tough. I don't know if he was. A- no, he. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, he won, he won the 11th season. He was. He came back. Remember? I remember that yeah. was like a big thing. Someone got injured. and He came back. Replacement. He made it through, and he won the finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, hell of a performance by him. And uh, yeah, man. Mo- moving one on down. Ricardo Hamos knocked out Danny Chavez, a spinning back elbow. Ricardo, ha- Ricardo Hamos. This kid, you know, he's not, I don't think he'll ever be a straight-up contender. I mean, he's only 26, but this kid's always been in fucking bangers fights. And it's crazy to think about how young he is. So remember him knocking out, um, oh, man, what's what's his name? Uh, Frost Hobby's brother, back at UC 217, all the way back in 2017. He was, like, 21 when he did that shit, dog. Like, he, this is his second knockout with a spinning back elbow. First was back against uh, Ariman Zahabi back in... 2017, so... He's been fuck. active, too. Like, very active. Like, since yeah. 2019? Like, very... Uh, fuck, since since his whole tenure. That's crazy. I'd he's never... getting that experience, dog. He's he's staying active. His only losses were Lerone Murphy, Saeed Nurmagomedov, and Zabira Tukhanov. Very, very hard name to pronounce. Oh, Zabira? Tukhanov? Uh, yeah. Also known as uh, Habib's training partner that was really, really good and also smacked Connor at UC 229. <laughs> Oh, you love uh, to hear it, don't you? Yeah, right. Um, yeah, man. Uh, this is also a rough night for the OGs because Cody Stamon, Eddie Wineland, man. Um, oh, man. Eddie Wineland retiring. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But Cody Stamon gets back on the right track, knockout inside of a minute. Eddie, Eddie Wineland, that was his fifth loss in his last six fights, decided to hang up the gloves. Uh, former WEC champion, former UFC uh, title challenger. Look, man, if you're going to go and give me your favorite Eddie Wineland moment, what you got? They haven't been pretty. I'll put it like that. No, I was kidding. Since you've been watching this board, he's had some rough moments, yeah. 
Yeah, no, he was he was definitely before my time. I, I you know I gotta I more or less kind of appreciate him at least for me my appreciation comes from him as a persona. You know what I mean? Like him as uh, being this legend, knowing of him and the stash man. You gotta love the stash and. I recently uh, I looked at his uh, I went on his uh, Instagram and I saw some shit man and I I gotta appreciate that he's doing some st- uh, stuff outside of the UFC you know he he started his uh, official mustache mafia business which is like it's, it's a lifestyle brand I, I fuck with that man that that's cool yeah that's sick um, Eddie Wineland he he's one of those guys that in here here's a secret of the uh, the MMA business guys. Um, if you and this is just from my experience of being like a, like a, like a writer and journalist, if you turn over stones in the MMA world, you're gonna find pieces of shit like at every single corner, like from trainers to fighters to promoters. There's a lot of bad people in this business. You're not you're not gonna find many people who you're not gonna hear somebody say a bad word about. I've never heard a bad fucking thing about Eddie Wineland. <laughs> he's, right. Has Eddie Wineland ever been in any sort of trouble or controversy or not, been in any yeah, sort of back and forth? Not to my knowledge. Never like a retirement. Not like we're talking in arrest. I mean, um, he's never like had a uh, any controversies. He's just been a good dude who comes to bang, has a sick mustache, and he just like he just he's just that guy. He's I've one of those. Uh, he's one of the OGs of this weight class too, like big pioneer in it, right? Like he had. He a- was there was a period of time where he was the greatest bantamweight on the planet. So yeah, I mean back. I mean he was he was WC champion back whenever. WC didn't really WC was essentially the best weight class for 135 because Pride had shut down and UC hadn't brought it in yet. He was a uh, at one point he was what like 17 and one, 18 and one. He had a really stellar record there for a bit. Yeah, he he was really fucking good. Um, he's one of those he's one of those dudes. He's one of the OGs for me personally. I, I just because like there's not many Eddie Wineman moments that since I've been even since I've been watching, I've been watching since like 2014. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and put one out there though. Him knocking the shit out of Takeya Mizugaki. That was a good one. Back on, it was like a USC on Fox card, I remember. That's a and win that aged very well. Yeah, and I liked Takeya Mizugaki a lot. And this is right whenever he fought, uh, around the time he fought Cody Garbrandt, and the winner of that was going to get a title shot. Uh, and he got knocked out by Cody, but then he's facing, facing Eddie Wineland, you know, winner stays in title contention, and Eddie Wineland just knocked the shit out of him worse than Cody did. Like, just annihilated him. So... Yeah, Eddie Wyman was a guy that come, came to bang. I'm really, I mean, I, I don't think he really seemed bummed about it. I don't think he really cared. I think it's kind of shitty that he didn't give him his chance at the mic. Since he put down the gloves, you could tell he was ready, and they still didn't let him like, have yeah. his moment. And they did you know? it. In the, uh, yeah, that's that's fucked up, man. I mean, they've done it for other people. Uh, we, can maybe, it, we can name names. Fetch Cohea got a moment. Fleece Herring got a moment. There's a lot of people got moments, but, you know, former champion couldn't. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, if that doesn't show kind of where they thought about him, I mean, which is really fucked up because he fought for them so long and took these young lions on, and you know, gave 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 the give him gave his all, you know, because that's uh, sometimes you know the guys will go out and not not obviously get knocked out, and we were like, oh fuck, that guy got fucked, you know. But it's like, dude, we don't think about the hours of preparation, the weight cut, the dieting, the the cardio, the the extra hour of weights, the extra hour of cardio, because you just want to be better. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And he did that for, what, 48 fights or whatever? I mean, he's 41 yeah. fights, yeah. 41 fights, uh, yeah. like. And most of those were in the WC or the UFC, so. Yeah, and those are all legit training camps where he had to put money out of his pocket and his time and his life and, you know, 
you know, just it's, that, that's really fucked up, man, you know? Yeah, but... Hey, look, man, he didn't seem that bummed about it, at least uh, off of his, like, his official announcement on his Yeah, Instagram, ma- maybe it's because uh, he's just at uh, at peace with it, you know what I mean? He's like, shit, I don't need the big moment, I don't need any of that. I, I know where I'm at with my life, and I know what I did, and I'm happy with my accomplishments. So, maybe maybe that's more or less what it is. And, and, and he, he doesn't... Should. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. Fucking yeah, yeah. No, you couldn't. He he. That's something that these guys can always say, man. They got to live a. They got to experience something so fun. The the lifestyle of a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's something that. Uh, I mean, average guys like us can only dream of. You know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, look, man, full props to him. I mean, he didn't get his moment, so we're giving his moment right now on the, totally the same equivalency. You know, on the Cortex Sign Up podcast. Hey, what do you mean? Um, Fucking bigger, dude. Fucking bigger. For sure, man. For sure. Um, <laughs> joke aside, though, shout out to Wild. Hell of a career, man. Hell of a career. You know, couldn't be happier for him. Um, 19 year veteran. So, yeah. Very, very happy for him and for him to, you know. I, I will say this, though, real quick, Josh and Slim. Shout out to Cody, though, for giving us uh, some load to Eddie there at the end, you know. I, I yeah. really appreciate that for him, obviously, understanding the moment and. Obviously, he he obviously let out some emotions, and I'm sure afterwards he's like, "Fuck, man, I, I'm I'm happy I celebrated, but it's also hard to to see a legend go like that." You know what I mean? Yeah, that, but hey, that's 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 how this game goes, dude. I mean, in in this game, fighters they either they either leave at the very very tip of the top, which is like five percent of the time, or they go out on their back, which is ninety five percent. That that's the one difference in in this sport than like football, basketball, or you know even soccer, where it's like you know guys guys get their you know, they go on, they're, they're like, the announcer, like, oh, yeah, I'm retiring this year. Or they, they suddenly announce their retirement, you know, and they, they get to get all the, the love and they get the ball, you know, and all that. And, but for fighters, it's, it's, just, it's just not like that, man. It's, uh, people just remember you for your last fight. Yeah. Which is a shame, but, you know, team yeah. of the day it is what it is. So, um, yeah, man, but still, regardless, hell of a career. Uh, moving on down, dude. We still, we're still on UC Austin, bro. This card just tells you how great it is. Uh, it, was, it was Josh. It was the opposite of my sex life. There was just there was a lot of <laughs> Jesus, dude. Um, it was it was regardless. Uh, Phil Hawes knocking out Jerron Wayne, dude. Phil Hawes is a guy that like you can see it. He has all the school all the skills there. They're all there, but like for some reason he just gets caught or he'll make one mistake and it just he's so close though. He's so close to greatness. And uh, he beat the dog shit out of the wrong win, man. Um, did you he see did. his argument with, with DC post-fight? What was the – you know, I still – I was so confused. Like, I tried to figure out exactly what happened. Like, what what was it? What was the whole situation? Can you I, give me a- I, I think he just – he. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. He said something like, I beat – or was it I beat you or you didn't beat – I don't know. Dude, that was really confusing. Like, he was I, yelling at DC, and I don't know what about because obviously DC was on commentary. Um. I was like, were you calling out DC? Are you trying to make DC come out of retirement? Are you trying to get that payday? Yeah, and then DC's like, you, hey, calm down. You didn't beat me. I'm like, oh, shit, DC about us. <laughs> oh, that, that's who said, okay, yeah. Like, I, I, fuck, dude, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if it was like he was rooting on Deron Wynn because Deron Wynn's like his boy. I know Deron Wynn and DC you know, are boys. I, you know what's funny? It's like if he didn't even know that DC and Deron Wynn were boys. It's still confusing. You couldn't even tell on commentary. DC was actually really – normally sometimes he's not great about that sort of thing. But he was like, praising – he was praising Phil Haas. Yeah, and, and like he – Which must have been I hard heard, to do. Yeah, and I heard him mention like when he was talking to Phil Haas, like, dude, I didn't want this fight for him. Like I told him like uh, ten times, don't take this fucking fight. Like 
But I mean, but he, he probably it. shouldn't have because Deron Wynn hasn't fought in like since twenty December twenty twenty to come back and fight Phil Hawes, man. Whew. Dude, he's also like five 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 six fighting at one eighty five. By the way, by, when they were in the cage, I they didn't look like when like obviously they're crouched down. It didn't look the size didn't look as big as you would think. No, and it seemed like it should have been so much bigger. But I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Whereas Phil Hawes is shorter. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um. Regardless, though, I mean, he looked so damn good, dude. He looked very, very good. But, um, yeah, man. And then really kind of the last fight to talk about, Roman Dodalize knocking out Kyle Bacchus, dude. Uh, Roman's a guy who's never really kind of shown uh, the sort of power. I mean, his, his fights in the UFC, he had one knockout that was back in July 2020. Uh, but, dude, he looked on fire against Kyle Bacchus, So He brought uh, it to him, dude. He just brought the fire to him. That's really what it was. Like, he really just you, – you saw it. He, he – Put it on him, and once he did, he did not stop. Yeah, and Kyle Dawkins is a bad man too. So God, that was a hell of a win, hell of a win. Um, anyways, man, I believe that's enough time. I think we should move on. Do you see Vegas fifty-seven going down this weekend, this Saturday from UC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada? A lightweight main event that is just fucking mwah, dude. Like this shit is so good. Uh, Armand Sarukian. Ranked number 11 at lightweight. Taking on Mateus Gomrot, ranked number 12. 18-2, taking on 20-1, and one, two of the hottest lightweights in the UFC. Uh, both these guys actually debuted with a loss. Uh, fun fact for you, Gomrot lost to Garam. Kutiladze back in October 2020, his debut. Armand lost to United decision against Islam Makachev back in 2019. Since then, neither man has lost since their debut loss in the UFC. Uh, Gomrot writing a 3-5 win streak. Surukian writing a five. Uh, look, man, I love this fight so much. I'm actually so I'm surprised you decided to go with this as a main event. I think it's pretty rare when they actually decide to let like a fight that's like um like two lower ranked guys they're deciding to let them go at it. And uh, even, like we know the skill levels that skill levels there, but it's very rare you get somebody like outside the top ten in a main event. But look, man, I love this fight a lot. Tell me what you think about it. Oh, it's a fucking banger, dude. I I'm very surprised. I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of heartbroken at the same time because these are two guys that I uh, I really like, man. And 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 it's obviously it's always bound to happen, you know. Like eventually, when when you get two when you have two high level guys like this in, in the rankings, they're going to run run into each other at some point. And uh, but I just didn't think it'd be this this quick, man. Especially with Galmar honestly not being signed that long. Uh, Sarukin just hitting this peak right now in his career. Uh. It's just crazy to me that it's kind of happening now, but I'm living in it, and I, I need to enjoy it because it's going to be a banger of a fight. Uh, and it's uh, it's a tough fight for both guys. I mean, this is a this is a championship level fight, Josh, and it's five rounds. Like genuinely, like if you like these guys are going to fight like a title's on the line. Yeah, because there's and a shit, lot. They're going to be fight. Both of them are going to be fighting for titles soon. Yeah, that too. Like it's it's yeah. on the line, and Ooh, the the heat is heating up, Josh. I, I'm already I'm excited. Like I'm. You're getting fired up right now, aren't you? It's been it's been a little while. Like I've told you, dude. Like I don't know why. As of lately, I've I've been sh- not struggling, but I haven't been like jittery ready for a fight. Like definitely now that we're talking about this one, I'm 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 vibing with it. You know, I'm kind of like, oh fuck, dude. Like I'm ready for this. Like this is about a like I'm 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 super invested into this fight. Yeah, man, I'm super invested as well. I'm I am fucking psyched for this fight, man. But look, let's just let's just cut to the chase. This fight is very interesting, stylistic match for paper. Both these guys are very, very good at essentially everything. Uh, but who, who do you think is going to walk away with the win on Saturday night? You know, this is this is one of these fights where I think we're going to learn about 
uh, about each guy. We're going to see a lot of weaknesses and a lot of strengths. You know, and that, and that's the big mm-hmm. thing here. We're going to see what makes these guys what they are. And honestly, it could be a very close fight or it could be a fucking blow. You know, someone might get caught, whatever, right? It's MMA. Anything can happen. We've seen it time and time again. We saw it a few, uh, just two weeks ago in a championship fight, man. And, uh, I, I, it's it's very hard to pick, man. I don't even know exactly. Usually in my head, Josh, I have an idea about how fight's going to play out. I really don't know how it's going to go with this fight because, I mean, Gamron showed me some things, but at the same time, he had that uh that uh, initial fight in the UFC where maybe there might have been some initial UFC, you know, like big jitters, you know, bright lights with the UFC gear on, you know, and and then Sarukin. I mean, we've seen, we've seen everything's been good. He passes the eye test in every department. He has racing. He has wrestling capabilities. He has the ability to strike. He's a very he has a lot of power. His ground and pound is vicious. He can move on the ground. He has good scrambles. Uh, with Cameron, I mean, we've only seen a little bit, man. I mean, we saw him put out Jeremy Stevens, but at the same time, Jeremy Stevens is on the latter half of his career. Not, not, nothing too, nothing too strong, nothing too exciting. And, uh, we're here finding ourselves here in this, in this five round main event. And I'm, like you said, I'm, I'm so surprised they're giving these guys this opportunity to, to obviously, uh, put themselves out there. As far as the matchup itself, though, who I think is going to win, I'm picking Sarukin, dude. Uh, I'm picking Sarukin. I, I just, for me, and obviously, I, I probably should have looked more into Gamera. I was aware of Gamera before he came to the UFC. I didn't know everything about the guy. I was just aware that, obviously, at the time, he was unbeaten. He hadn't lost anybody. He was a champ coming in from, I forgot if his ACC, ACA or KSW or whatever. But I knew that he had a, a very high ceiling and a lot of potential. And now that we're here in the UFC... I've only seen uh, only so much, man. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, like, like I'm, I have these things that I see. He's passing some of the eye tests. I think I just need a little bit more out of him uh, at at this level. And I think a lot of questions will be answered about him in this fight, like I mentioned earlier. But with Saryukin, man, I, I just think Saryukin is the, the, the secure pick, man. I think we we've seen what he can do on the ground. You saw what he did to Joel Avarice once he got on top. The kind of damage he caused, the kind of strength he possesses, and the fact that. Uh, He's put up the kind of performance he has against already like a championship level guy in Islam Makhachev, who granted right now isn't the champ, but we saw the kind of performance he had when he came in on short notice, uh, made made the weight cut, came in, fought his heart out, and it's and at such a young age, and the fact that he's this old and he's at where he is right now, I only see him getting better, and I see him winning this fight, and capturing this victory, and getting just that much closer at that rematch and at the title. Angel, you couldn't stall any longer, dude. No, like I, you know what? It, it's because I, I was like, you know, it's I want look. I'm, one of the things that's during the stall thing that I've realized is uh-huh. I also need. To, I want to make the statements not sound so like clearly drawn out. Uh huh. And I, no matter what, I was fucked, dude. Like you, you took too long. You know. Hey, I know. I'm sorry, dude. I, I, I try. I tried my best. I, w- I would just end the recording and just wait for me, dude. I had a, I, I had a really nice little promo there too. You're definitely gonna have to. I, I will I will go ahead and edit it. I will go ahead and edit it back. I'm not gonna go ahead and end the recording start anyway just because that's like a, a bitch to do. It, it just makes it easier to do it like this. Yeah, it's just easier for me to cut it out like this. But okay, who did who did did you make your official pick? Yeah, I did make. I picked uh, Saryukin. So okay, you picked. I'd, I'd say yeah. give us a. I'd say do a silent pause and then go. Okay. Yeah. Give me a second and then. Yeah, man. I'm all, I'm on the same page. I'm on the same page. I think this is Amon Saryukin's time. I really really do. I think. I've, I think he's been ready for a while, um, and I've, I've been riding on the train ever since that 
that loss to Makachev. It's even though he lost, he took him to the limit, man. I mean, a couple of exchanges go a different way, and he beats Islam Makachev. And he was so young when that fight happened, and he's still young now. He's only 25 years old. I like Gamrat a lot, but I think that I think if you look at it, if you look at his wins, Scott Holton was a nice win, but he's very clear. Scott Holton is very clearly a level below even like a top 15, top 15 guys. Um, Jeremy Stevens, don't know how much Jeremy Stevens had left in the tank. In fact, I think seeing him fight in the PFL now, you see that he doesn't have much left in the tank. I mean, left <laughs> in the tank, and I like him a lot, but. Um, that's reality. Um, Carlos Diego Feja is riding a pretty bad losing streak as well. Gamrock's good. I don't think he's Armatsuruki good. I'm going to take Armatsuruki. So. I feel like we're kind of on the same page. We're like, uh, like, uh, Gamrock, as far as the UFC, he's kind of unproven. And look, obviously he was champ outside. He was like 19 and 0 coming to UFC or 18 and 0 or whatever it might have been at the time. He was, he was, he was, he had a, he had, he was in double digits and unbeaten. Regardless though. I think there's just question marks in the UFC and Sarukin is just like, like we're both saying he's just a more proven guy and he just looks like he's it, dude. Like he looks like we, I think we're yet to see really a flaw. You know what I mean? Cause he's, it, he's just, champion. I have no doubt about and it. And it's yeah. just cause, and it's, and the, and the only reason he probably lost at the time is just cause he was young. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, took it on short notice too. And that's the other thing, took it on short notice. Like I mentioned, you know, before it was just like, I think, I think like I told you, this, this fight is only going to answer questions about each guy. And that's what, that's actually a great fucking thing. Cause I mean, one that helps them grow and we get to see, uh, where, where they can improve and we can see how good they fucking already are. And I mean, we already know one of those things to an extent, but we might continue to see it in this fight cause you're putting, you know, like they say, iron sharpens iron. This is only going to be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I honestly thought that the Armand Turkey's fight against Joel Alvarez was going to answer a lot of questions and it did answer a lot of questions for me. That motherfucker looks. That motherfucker. That guy's a killer. Hard to beat, man. That guy's a killer, bro. That's Joel Alvarez a killer, and he walked through him like he was just going for like a fucking Sunday stroll, bro. Like it was. Yeah, it I wasn't even close. Um, yeah, I like this fight a lot, but I think it is Amon's time. I think it is. I'm gonna go take Amon. Uh, Coleman event though could arguably be the main event. Another great matchup. Uh, Neil Magny. At this point, he's just game and Zico. You know, he's won something like, I believe, five of his last six fights. The only loss in there was a main event loss to Michael Chiesa. That was a good fight. He's getting off a banger with Max Griffin, which happened in March. Um, taking on one of the, you know, the best prospects in the division, Shavkat Romanov. This is a dude, 15-0, and undefeated in the UFC, three-fight three winning streak inside the UFC. Uh, and he's looked unchallenged, virtually unchallenged. He's, it's been effortless, essentially. His whole uh, career, Josh, he's finished every single fight. Correct. It's been effortless. And he's taking on one of the toughest, most durable guys in the UFC. You know, right now, Neil, this is kind of the test. This, is, You know, we, if we think the main event's going to answer some questions. Neil Magny, anytime he fights a prospect, it answers fucking questions. Dude. Like, he's, like this, he's well-rounded in every single area. As of right now, Shavkat Romanov is like a three-and-a-half-to-one favorite. Seems a bit wide to me personally, but what do you think? Who do you got on Saturday? Man, dude, uh, it's hard to beat a guy who's finished every single opponent. But the thing with Neil Magny is, though, he's, like you said, very durable, very tough, great cardio. I I almost think if this was five rounds, this would benefit Neil Magny. Or maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? He'd just be a longer beating, for all we know. For all we know, yeah. But, I mean, as of lately, though, he's he's been tough, man. He's He hasn't gotten finished or anything. Obviously, that Ponsonibio fight, but that was a five-rounder. Uh 
obviously back in the day got caught cut in the submission against uh uh RDA but I mean he's only grown and gotten better. The thing with uh Neil Magny is I don't want to, I don't want to say anything bad about him. I feel like he's uh kind of like balanced everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's very well rounded. He's very well rounded, but it almost feels like he doesn't extremely exceed somewhere to an extent. You know what I mean? Obviously, he has yeah. like very good things. His cardio is great. Like that, I'd say that's the one thing that's like the like his uh, like end all be all. For him to succeed in this fight, though, Josh, I think he's gonna have to start off hot, but he's gonna have to you know deal with the fire. You know what I mean? He's gonna have to. Yeah. He needs to be a fireman, Josh. He needs to put out a fire. <laughs> and this is a uh, Josh. This, we're not, you know, usually Neil Magny's fighting, uh, house, you know, like house fires, you know, like building. He's fighting a forest fire, Josh. <laughs> I think it's shot uh, Ramada. Absolutely, yeah. And I don't know how he's going to deal with it, man. This is a tough piece to crack because, one, in his UFC tenure, I have not seen him be really hurt, damaged. I don't think he's been taken down. I, I don't know what the fuck I would do if I was Neil Magny. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. one, he beats every guy. Not by decision, by finishing them. Yeah. If this was war, there'd be 15 bodies on this man. <laughs> I'm picking Shot Shot Romanov, man. I can't even say his name. But Shotcott Romanov. Shotcott Romanov, yes. Yeah, you're getting it. You're getting it. Uh, I'll get better at it. When you yeah, become a champ. Uh, when you become champ. Oh, man. Him and Hamza one day. Dude, that's that's what everybody's you. saying. Someone said this would be the closest thing we would get to uh, Bilal Muhammad and uh, Chemaev. Really? I, I disagree with that though, because like yeah. I don't, Bilal isn't like a crazy cardio machine like that, and it's not like he has bad cardio. But I don't know. I didn't agree with that. Maybe the wrestling aspect, but even then, I don't even think it's the same kind of style. Yeah, I don't really agree with that. Statement. But I, I but I keep seeing those statements though. Yeah, that's your, that's your next list, Josh. Ten reasons why uh, Shamayev and uh, Bilal Muhammad are not Neil Magdi and Shakamad Romano. Reason number one, they are different people. <laughs> number one, Neil Magdi is not Hamza Shamayev. <laughs> um, yeah, so... You're, and, and you're telling me in your scenario, Neil Magdi was Shamayev and not Bilal Muhammad? I know, I know. I, shocking, I know. Um, <laughs> Anyways, as far as uh, as far as our fight goes, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and take Shaq Robinov. So, anyways, man, um, yeah, I think it's gonna be a good fight. It's gonna be a good test, but I I think he's up against it, man. I think it's gonna be tough for him. So, anyways, uh, moving. I mean, as far as like the rest of the card goes, I think it's a very very good card. Uh, what fights are you most looking forward to? Uh, I need to go to the former black belt killer, Rodolfo, Rodolfo Vieira versus Chris Curtis, Josh. Uh, what a banger. I think for me, going into this fight, the biggest question is going to be, I mean, and it's been the question since for his whole UFC career, the cardio. And I was yeah. talking about Chris Curtis' cardio, Josh. I'm talking about Rodolfo Vieira's cardio. <laughs> How is it going to be? And also, I think one of the biggest things he needs to improve on, too, is his hands. Because yeah. once he becomes a changer on the feet, he can go to what he's good at. Which is jujitsu and taking people down and yeah. throw in and, and his judo throws. You know what I mean? If he can become a danger on the feet, and he doesn't have to be fucking Israel Adesanya on the feet. No. He just has to have enough on the feet to be able to be like, oh shit, oh shit, I need to, okay, I need to work, you know. Oh, and then, and then throw, throw the takedown. And maybe not even, not even, not even give the takedown that early. Just, just kind of, it might be there. You know what I mean? 
yeah. work, work against the fence, you know, do work, work on some tie clinches. You know what I mean? Make the other guy work and tire him out so you can get to your next position. You know what I mean? Mm. Grow as a fighter and evolve. For Chris Curtis, though, I mean, he's just a great, well-rounded guy, man, with good power. And I mean, he's writing a seven unbeaten fight win streak, I believe, going into this fight. Something like that, yeah. Three, four, five, six, seven, yeah. Brendan Allen, Phil Haas on those. Uh, yeah, so against Rolfo Vieira, I mean, he's gonna have a tough night out. I do think this, this is an interesting matchup because he was supposed to, supposed to previously fight Dreekish, which I was like, damn, that's a, that's a winner gets into the rankings fight. Yeah. Instead, he's fighting Rodolfo Vieira. Respect for taking the fight. He wanted to get one in because, I mean, really, he's been active. He's since entered in the UFC. I mean, he fought in, uh, uh, like near the end of the year twice and, uh, fought in November, fought in December and, it's been six months. He took half a year off. Fine. Coming back, taking on Rodolfo Vieira. And I'm curious to see if he comes back again this year. I do definitely wish we would have seen him earlier, but I guess uh, maybe he just wanted to take some time off because, I mean, it was two back-to-back fights in, in a month span, so I get it. But I don't know. I, I would have liked to see a little bit of, uh, more activity since he came in so hot. But, hey, man, it's his life. You know, he's, who knows how his whole situation is. But it's good to see him back. Yeah, same, same. And I like the matchup a lot, dude. I really do like that matchup a lot. I understand that, like, it may not really, neither one of these guys may not make it into the rankings, but that's something, like, stylistically, super interesting fight. So we'll see what happens there. Um, it's impossible not to like Chris Curtis. So it just, it's, it's honestly impossible. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Tiago Moises is going to be back. Uh, he's still a guy that I'm not high on him necessarily. He's like a featured contender, but he's only 27 years old. He's lost two fights in a row against Joel Alvarez, who was just a beast, and then Islam Makachev. And he had some, you know, some pockets of success in that Makachev fight that I think some people kind of forget. Um, not that I blame him because he got smashed in the end, but it is what it is. Uh, thinking about Crispios Giagos, who's like interesting to me because for who he is, and for his skill level, he's fought in, like a decent amount of big names that you like. Like he fought, like he fought Gilbert Burns back in like, like all the way back to UFC 179, 2014. Holy he fought, shit! He fought Josh Emmett. He's fought Charles Oliveira, Jakar Close, Armand Sarukian. Like the, dis- the disrespect on Chris Wade. <laughs> the disrespect on Chris Wade's good. I I don't you know I don't hope people don't take that the wrong way. He Chris just Wade's beat, good. he just beat Lance Palmer. He did. He did. So, there you go. Um, yeah, man. Uh, anyway, I, I'm glad to see Tiago Moises back. I still think that kid's got a lot of talent. Same for Chris Giagos. He he's, may not be, like, future championship material, but he's had some fun fights but for sure. This is really proper matchmaking, though. Like, these guys should be fighting each other right now. Absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. It's uh, it's the right time. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, we'll see what happens to that one. Um Rest of the card goes. I mean, our boy Julian Pavia is back. Our boy, he's one of our boys. He's one of the courts that's not our boys. He he's fighting a, uh, yeah, dude. Who that guy was? Obviously, sadly, he lost the fight. He was in my my fight of the year contender. Like before, we had a Yuri versus Glover, dude. Douglas de Silva, DeAndrade with uh, Douglas de Silva Andrade coming from the the coming from behind victory, man, to get the finish in the second round. Yeah, that was an insane fight. Absolutely insane. So, yeah, that's still a fight of the year contender in his own right. So that's going to be a hell of a fight. Julian Pavi, our boy, he always comes to bang, too. So uh, this should be a really, really good fight. Um, Brian Kelleher is back against Mario Bautista. 
Uh, Brian Kelleher, a guy that always comes to bang, so that should be another fun one. Uh, and opening up the card should be a fun fight. Vanessa Diomopoulos taking on Jin Yu Fry. Uh, when you're there, possibly breaking into the rankings at 115, or at least getting close to it. So that should be a fun one as well. Um, yeah, man, is there any other thoughts on this card before we move on to Bellator? Oh, man, I got I got to shout out my boys uh, at, at 205, man. Carlos Allboard, Tafon, and Shikawuki. Uh Look, uh, Carlos Alberg, man, I think he still has a lot of potential. I think there's a lot to work with uh, there. He came he came back uh, at the start of this year. I completely forgot he even fought Fabio Charant and got a nice victory there. Uh, Tothon, obviously, he came in and he had a he had some love on him because you know obviously another another Cameroonian represent a lot of love there. Obviously, you know how the African community stays strong and and especially in the UFC guys, all those guys, you know, they're like, hey man, we got three African chips right now. Like that's the shit we're. Look at look at our continent out here, you know, representing. So, I mean, he, he came in with like not a lot of experience, but you know, he had beating good guys. He actually beat William Knight. Fun fact, uh, before coming to UC, he fought him in CFFC uh, back in 2019. So, I mean, he came in, got a nice finish, picked up another one there. Couldn't get it done against Young Young Park, and then uh, had another killer in uh. Azmat Mirzarknov, obviously a very hard name to pronounce, but that guy was a fucking killer. I was surprised he did that matchmaking, dude, because when I saw that guy fight on the contenders, I'm like, yeah, this guy's a real fucking deal at 205. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I can't believe I forgot Carlos Oldberg, dude. My bad. My bad, guys. Yeah, uh, that should be a banger of a fight. That's going to be the last one before, kind of the lead-in to, like, the, uh, the main card, um, at least according to Wiki, anyway, so. That's, yeah, a, that's a strong main card, dude. I mean... Opening, yeah, it, op- opening it up, fucking Chris Curtis and Rodolfo Vieira, then to slow it down with Umar Namargamedov and Nate Madness, which, that's, a, I mean, that's that's an interesting matchup right there. I'll put it like that. Mm. I'm surprised we're not pushing Umar more. Do you, do you feel the same way? To a degree. To a degree. Um, I also think that, like, very, I don't I'm kind of I'm, conflicted about it. I think I'm, not, I'm, I'm, kind I'm of sure there's a lot of people who also don't want to fight him. I, I think they don't really. I mean, he also has like a different fighting style though than Habib. I mean, they're both kind of ground based guys, but he's he's not as big of a talker. Fights yeah. in a way different weight class. I mean, there's there's reasons why that he's not going to be pushed. I know, but I know, think but, he'll get the push soon though. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm just saying because he he finishes fights, man. I mean, he has that. I don't know. I just think it's weird that they're. Uh, I mean, they, were, they tried to get him to Jack Shore fight. That fell through. But that was way back in fucking at the start of the year. That would have been. I mean, that was that was his chance to get into the rankings, but I'm not sure what happened there. Let me. That doesn't even say. I guess it just didn't end up going through. I guess so. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, man, this is a pretty fun card. In terms of name value, there's not a whole lot of people here. You're really gonna casual fans are gonna draw to, but like in terms of matchups, especially that main event, co-main event. Good as he gets right here. So very, very excited for this one on Saturday. Uh, Bellator, though, they're back for the first time in a while, man. I mean, it, it feels like forever, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, time fucking flies, dude. May 13th is the last Bellator card. so Over a month, uh, here, right? Yeah, over a month. So here we go. Bellator 282 going down to the Mohegan Sun Arena in Connecticut. Uh, the main event, Gegard Mousasi. Uh, arguably the best 185-pound fighter on the planet right now. I know it's controversial, but, I mean, arguably, I would say he was, uh, in his second title reign, looking to make the third defense 
and also earned his 50th win in the process, coming off a knockout win over Austin Vanderford earlier this year. He's taking on the undefeated Johnny Eblen, who earned this opportunity with a victory over John Salter earlier this year. Uh, interesting matchup here. I think Johnny Eblen uh, can pose some stylistic issues for Gegard, but probably nothing he's not seen before. Uh, what do you think about this one? Oh, man, dude. Johnny Eblen... He, you know, he was training partners with our with our boy man who had just fought Gegard, uh, Austin Vanderford. Mm-hmm. You know, that was that was a big thing that they were that was a big fear that the that whole team had that they were going to have to fight each other leading into a championship fight or maybe potentially fight each other for a belt. Obviously, the guys, you know, you know, they definitely would have done it right because obviously they, you're not going to pass up the belt. But man, if there if it's any similar to how it went to Austin Vanderford, man, I mean, I I uh, it's going to be a tough night in the office for uh for Johnny Evelyn, man. I mean. He just beat John Salter, but we just saw what Gegard did to John Salter, and we just saw what he did to his teammate. I can only imagine Johnny Evelyn's going to have, and no disrespect, he's a good guy, but Gegard's on one right now, bro. You're going to have to mm-hmm. do some, you're going to post some, you're going to have to post some fucking tricks out of the hat and do some crazy shit to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have to pull some shit out of the hat. Um, I know you can really give your pick there, but I'm gonna go ahead and give it. I don't think he'll be able to. Um, he he he's undefeated. He's never lost either amateur or professional. Um, I think he's gonna get that first loss. No shame in it. I mean, I think Gegard's just on another level right now. I think he's still. I don't want to say he's getting better, but he's becoming a smarter fighter. He's always been one of those guys like in cage has a very high IQ. But you can tell like he's he's losing some speed, but he's making up for it in the way that he's fighting. Yeah, like he's. Yeah, he's he's not. He's, he's also mistakes. really in love with the game right now. He's yeah, he talked it, about. It. He's like I. He's like I never thought in my career I was ever the best fighter on the planet until his last. Was it his last fight? Or, I don't remember. if It was a fight before that. But he's like, right now I feel like I'm the best at my weight class. And on top of that, he's just in love with the game more than ever. And that's that's a dangerous combination. And I mean, it could be dangerous to his own to, to his own demise too. But right now, it's it's working for him. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, like I said, man, he just doesn't make mistakes. I mean, he had a loss. The last loss was in June, 20, June 2019 to Rafael Lovato Jr. That was a very, very close fight. Outside of that, he got knocked out by Uriah Hall back in 2015. He's had one, like, one, like, super cure, legitimate loss in the last, like, eight years. So and he got it back. He did get it back. Beat him in the rematch a year later. So, yeah, Gegard's under the level right now. So I'm going to go and take him to win. Uh, Coleman to bed. It is part of the uh, Bantamweight World Grand Prix, which at this point, I don't even know if you can really call it a Bantamweight World Grand Prix. No offense, uh, just because of how many fucking hits it's taken. Uh, but regardless, they got another one, and we're going to pick this one. Uh, it's going to be Leandro Higo coming off uh, back to was riding a three-fight winning streak, but he did defeat uh, Darion Caldwell in the, um, I believe, in the Grand Prix. Unless I'm misremembering. Unless I'm forgetting how the whole fucking... The whole because this thing's gone through so many this thing's changed so many okay never mind that actually did not take place in the Grand Prix this is just that fight happened before but this thing had it's had so many changes I completely forget who's like already fought in it and like it's gone on forever and there's been so many changes but regardless uh, Leandro Higo and Dean Sabatello gonna be fighting in the quarterfinals Dean Sabatello's guys made his name the Italian gangster super fun trash talker uh, and these two. Honestly, you have a lot of heat going into it, so I'm very excited for this one. Go ahead and give me your pick for this one, my man. Look, it, it's crazy. Look at Leonardo Hugo's uh, record, 21-5. and five. Looks real nice on paper, man. But at the same time, though, when you deep dive into it, Josh, he, to me, there's 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 some holes, right? Like, he's lost, he lost Arian Pico. He lost to Darren Caldwell. 
You know, there's 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 another one in there. But then he's 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 running a three fight win streak, but it's it's Sean Bunch, Ricky Bandejas, Darren Caldwell. Like all those guys are good. Obviously, he's he's one of the one of the ranked guys in this division. But uh, he's he's one of those guys who's never like extremely convinced me. Obviously, he's a strong, he's a good fighter. But at the same time, I'm like, I feel like he has a level, and you wouldn't think that looking off the record. You see 25 and five, you're like, holy shit, that's a, that's a that's a nice little solid record. I gotta hear this out, uh, Danny Salvatello though, man. I, I feel like he's kind of flourishing right now in these last two wins. He, he obviously ended Jordan Lugo's win streak, beat Brett Johns, who, I mean, we 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 were uh, we were raving about Brett Johns. You know, we were talking like, man, that that's such a fucking L for the UFC for cutting Brett Johns, man. I mean, he was. 14-0, only losses were Aljamain and Pedro Munoz, and then he beat Tony Tony Gravely after that, Montel Jackson, and then they decided to part ways for him for some dumb reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, look, man, I I'm I may sound like a shitting on this fight. I'm actually not trying to shit on this fight, but Bellator's and, I, and a lot of his stuff they kept not controlled. Their bells, I gotta go ahead and say, dude, their bantamweight world grand prix has been a bit of a clusterfuck. Um, that being said, I think this is actually one of the greatest matchups in it. I think both these guys are very, very close stylistically, but Angel, I'm going to toss it back to you. Who, do you. who are you picking to come out of this one? They're picking the Italian gangster, Daddy Sabatello. You're damn right like you are. I want, some more, I want some more shit talk. I want some more shit talk. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm picking him, but I'm going to go ahead and pick him as well. Uh, dude, this kid has won me over in every single inning. I say he's a kid. He's like, he's like – Thirty, but like I mean, I mean, I I do think he can let Jeremy be Higo though, and yeah, no, I he was one of those guys that like I look at the division, I'm like he's good, but I'm like I don't know, like I don't think he beats Stotts, I don't think he beats Archuleta, I don't think he beats Mix, I don't think he beats Hodoguchi, I don't think he beats Magomed. Like I'm just gonna be honest, he could beat Tabatello, I'll tell you that. No, I agree, I agree. Um, I don't think he's going to though. I don't think he's going to. I'm gonna go and take Danny Tabatello, man. Um. This kid, I like him a lot, man. He's so funny. Uh, and he's also a legitimately good fighter. Like, his last fight was a banger. So, very, very excited for this one. Man, if but, he wins, him and Stotts are about to have a good back and forth. Oh, you know it, dude. It's I mean, in terms a, of fight, I don't think it, the fight will be close, but... <laughs> Stotts is a funny guy, though. He he doesn't try to talk shit, but he just... His voice and just... Uh, I don't know, dude. I think it's going to be great. I agree. I agree. Um... Anyways, man, as far as the rest of the card goes, what are some fights you're looking forward to? I mean, Josh, we got to pick, like, the other kind of co-main, Malgamed, Magomed versus Enrique Barzola, Josh. We can't skip over that. Yeah, true. I'm honestly shocked this one's not in the co-main position. He's, uh, well, you know why, you know why Donnie Sabatella. No, I know why. I mean, he's, he's made a name for himself. Yeah, I don't Or he's in the process sure. of doing so. He's been, he's doing a lot of high-profile interviews. Definitely one of the bigger names of the card. But, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised this one's still below it. Just because I think Magomed Magomedov might have a shot. Like, if I – okay, look, as far as, like, this this whole Grand Prix goes, dude, I think it's probably Magomed or Rufon Stotts. I think those are my leading two, at least in my opinion. Oh, yeah, so. I agree. I think that's – yeah. I mean, with Horiguchi out of the mix now and obviously no Pettis, I mean, yeah. That's where I'm at. So, yeah, I – I get why he's below it, but I guess it doesn't really matter. But yeah, I mean, I am I'm very excited for this. I fight. mean, to be honest, though, like if you're in that like in the tournament bracket, I feel like you guys are kind of shared. Like you you're part in the way of the co-main and the main. You know, you know what I mean in a sense. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited for this fight. I'm very very excited for this one. Um, 
As far as the rest of the card goes, dude, we gotta also go ahead and give a shout out. If we're sticking on the main card to our boy Brennan Ward. Um, obviously, he's gone for such a long time, and he had all those legal issues. He had a lot of battles with addiction. Um, he, made, he took five years off, came back, knocked out Brandon Bell. But I think that was a one-off fight. He didn't have a contract. Uh, they were just giving him one off to see how he looked, and it beat the shit out of him. So now they're giving him another fight. He's going to be opening with the main card. It's Cassius Kane, which is probably the greatest fighter name I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> Cassius Killer Kane. I like that. That's sick. So uh, I'm already a fan of this guy. So <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, One under it though. That's a that's a, wow. That's a fucking fight right there. That could be a main event or call main event itself. No, absolutely, absolutely. That's crazy that this is a below Brendan Ward and Cassius Kane. No, for sure. I'm so, I'm shocked that Brett Primus is that below, like that far below. Like or below, not even on, not that far below, but like not on the main card. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Alexander Shavley and Brent Primus, dude. How the fuck this fight's gonna go? I have no idea. But Christ's sake, it's about a. That's a that's a tough one, man. I'm, I'm curious to see how Brent Primus does in this. Yeah, same. Um, that should be that should be a lot of fun. Um, one below that too. Kat Zingano, Pam Sorensen, winner. This should get a title shot. I know that Kat Zingano was offered a title shot, but I guess she said she still says like, I don't know why she turned it down, but there's a whole, there's a lot of drama with that. That's a whole story. Yeah, it's a whole story. Uh, but Kat Zingano, she wins here. She should get a title shot. I think that's uh, legitimately the only interesting fight for Cyborg, you know? Yep. Um, and another crazy fight, Josh, under that. Yeah, I mean, you take that one. Anatoly Tokov, man. I mean, this guy's a fucking savage. I mean, we've, God, dude, it's, it's kind of crazy to think this guy, like, I mean, he should probably be fighting for a title, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, this guy's a fucking killer. I mean, finish after finish, and to get the record this big, man. I mean, he he's deserving of a title very soon. That's a that's also a tough fight at 185 for that our boy Gegard, if that does come around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Muhammad Abdullah. Abdullah, did I pronounce that right? Yeah, yeah, I think you did. I think you did. Um, yeah, man, this is this is another fight where like, dude, this Bellator card is deep. In fact, that Anatoly Tokov is not Tokov is not on the uh, the main card. It's wild to me. Um, Thirty and three, and in Bellator, I believe he's undefeated. Yeah, undefeated in Bellator, he's beaten Shlomenko, Gerald Harris, a couple other good guys in there. So he's another guy that down the line could be a challenge for Musasi. Uh, Sabahu Masi is back. This guy always comes to bang. Um, glad to see him. Alejandra Lara, big fan of her. Uh, she's gonna be back. Uh, Cody Law taking on James Gonzalez. Cody Law is another one of those guys. Like, I, they've done this a lot. He actually fought relatively recently, back in March. Uh, he's a former wrestler, has a lot of, like, amateur wrestling talent. And he's back again. That should be a lot of fun. Um, and then Dan Moret is another guy. Um, who I thought, like, he had a bit of a rough UFC run, uh, but he also fought some tough guys in there as well. And he's had, a, I mean, he came in and upset Gwichi Yamaguchi in his first fight, which is a terrible decision, I thought, but regardless. So, um, still picked up the win, and then he had a nice fight against Spike, Spike Carlisle back in December. Um, and he's going to be taking on Kilias Mota back on the prelim. So, yeah, man, this is a, this is a deep Bellator card. I feel like we very rarely get Bellator cards that are this deep. It is. They did a really good job. Yeah. Indeed. I mean, their next Bellator, the next Bellator card, too, is a banger as well. 
I mean, I know we're looking ahead like a month from now, July 22nd, Belter 283. Uh, Pachiki Pitbull defending its Sydney Outlaw. That should be a banger. And then also Douglas Lima, Jason Jackson. So, wow. yeah, man. Where are we going to get that fight finally? That was supposed to be on our, was it the last card? I think London, yeah. Yeah, man, that kind of blows that we're getting it a little later because we wanted to see it sooner, but we're still going to get it, so can't complain. Yeah, so very, very excited for this card, man, uh, going down this Friday, like I said, on Showtime. So uh, as far as the card goes, as far as uh, the MMA, the boxing, anything else can we talk about, my man, before we close out? I mean, one thing, I mean, we don't have a lot of news, man, but I uh, wanted to bring it up to you. Uh, I, kn- I know I probably should have mentioned it before the show, but uh, Song Yudong versus Corey Sanhagen got announced, Josh. I mean, let's, let's kind of talk about that because I feel like we can talk a lot about Corey Sanhagen and kind of his whole situation and kind of his position in the division because, uh, I mean, Josh, if he does this, he kind of locks himself out of a title shot to an extent. Mm-hmm. He does, and I got to say it, I hate this matchup for him. That's a tough really fucking do. fight. You got to respect the fuck out of the guy though, because that guy comes. No, 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 no. I respect him. He's Last fighting. three, yeah. four fights, bangers, like, dude, like, and performances, like, guy's a savage. I need to give it to him. But man, dude, T.J. Dillashaw, Aljamain Sterling, Piotr Jan all losses on your record, man, and all those guys are in title contention. Former champs, title talk, like, Song of Dong's on the come map, and he's that fucking killer. He's that dude. He's only getting better. I mean, Corey Sanhagen, you're, you need to win that fight, brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? You yeah. cannot lose that fight. Yeah, man. It is, um, wow, yeah, it is, it is impossible to not respect Corey Sanhagen. Cause he's a guy that'll fight anybody, anywhere, anytime. A lot of people say that, but Corey Sanhagen's actually that guy. That being said, I still don't like this fight for him. Um, Song Yudong is a monster and he's only getting better. So, you know, maybe from that aspect, maybe it makes, sense to a degree to take this fight whenever song is so young you know um but still you know uh yeah no, he's, this, man. That's, that's a that's a hell of a fight so i'm excited for that one he's really putting himself in a gatekeeper position though he is and that's that's not terrible um but it's still i mean he's gonna have to have he's got to hope that like at the top a lot of those top, top guys start losing you know yeah, that's too. Yeah, man. Is there any other news? And then last night, Josh. Yeah. Joshua Usyk date and place was announced. Did you know this? Yes, uh, they're going to be fighting in Saudi Arabia at the Jeddah Superdome, I think, uh, August twentieth, maybe. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Rage on the Red Sea, man. I mean, that's that's a title for you right there. Mm. Uh. Man, Josh, uh, I'm here on Twitter right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna put in my uh, vote in early on. On uh, I'm not gonna announce the site that announced this on Twitter because I'm not gonna give them any free promotion. But they put out a tweet. Who are you backing in the rematch? What do you think the percentages are? Usyk versus Joshua. You know, give me give me give me a rough uh, ballpark. Usyk, eighty five percent. It's Usyk sixty seven percent, Joshua thirty two. I happened last night, so there had to have been a lot of UK fans. <laughs> oh, okay. Or this morning it happened actually. My bad. <laughs> but uh, I mean, there you go. Early on, that's what we're looking at. And uh, how do you feel about the venue? How do you how do you feel about the the rematch happening? No step didn't take away any step away money, and uh, actually Usyk taking a step back from the whole situation in Ukraine to the to defend his title. To a degree, I think it's funny that it's happening in Saudi Arabia. Um, that's, I think it's funny just because, like, have you been following all the stuff that's going on with, like, 
have you heard about all the golf stuff? Like, I, I can't think of the name of the league. Um, it's like a, it's like a golf league that was formed from, like, from, um, essentially Saudi, Saudi cash. And essentially they're, like, starting their own golf league to com- compete, essentially, with the PGA Tour. You heard about this at all? No, I haven't. With the so uh, it's huge. It's a lot of players are going over there and they're getting banned from the PGA for playing, and but they're getting a shit ton of money from the Saudi government. They're essentially trying to sports wash, and they they've done this. They would be, and it's like it's like whole, it's like really big news because I think Tiger Woods turned down like a, a billion dollars to play for him, like mm-hmm. with a B, a billion. Uh, so yeah, it's it's big news. And then like I haven't heard shit from mainstream news about like. <laughs> Them going back and having this fight in Saudi Arabia, uh, I think it's kind of funny. Um, I don't really know. I mean, I'm fine with it. I really don't think it's like a huge deal, especially considering like in, in fighting, like these guys, they got to get paid what they're worth, and uh, if they're willing to fork out money, I really don't care. So, uh, but I am looking forward to the fight. I think it's insane that it's taking this long to actually happen. But but uh, you got you got to think about the Usyk Christian. Well, yeah, but Usyk Usyk enlisted in the military in March. It had already been six months since, like, he fought Joshua the first time. You know? The whole, the whole reason why, like... I mean, people forget, Joshua nearly stepped aside to let Fury fight, because Fury wanted to fight Usyk for Undisputed, and then he nearly stepped aside and let that fight happen, because he, you know, got offered a payout, you know? Um, so this fight's been postponed a couple of times. And this supposed to happen in July, and it's insane. It's been, like, it'll be dead-ass almost a full year by the time they... they Step in there, but that being said, you know I still still am uh, pretty excited for it. I definitely think it's a fight that I really there's a path to success for Joshua, but it's going to be tough, man. I mean he's he's done it before; he can do it again, man. I will say that. Like obviously, I'm not trying to preview it too hard. Yeah, but he's going to have to fight a certain way in a very calculated manner to beat this guy, and whether or not he can do it. I mean, that's up to him, man, because I think Joshua is one of those guys that, like, one, the physical is there. He he has that down, right? Height, size, shape, length, cardio, you name it, right? Athlete, gifted. The boxing is also there. I don't know if it's a self-belief thing. I don't think it – I don't know if it's a, it's a, if it's a game plan thing. I don't know if it's a, a mental thing, but for some reason – I don't know if it's an ego thing. Like he comes in, he's like, "Dude, I'm fucking knocking this guy out." Like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Th- that's the other question I have about him. Like, what is the missing link in some of these fights, man? Obviously, I'll say this: Andrew Ruiz fight made a mistake, right? But even then, dude, he's been caught. He's been he's the uh, fucking the Klitschko fight. He got yeah. hurt and he had to react. It's almost like he has to get hurt and then come back and win. To an extent, and that hasn't been the story of his career. You know, he's not fucking. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> there was someone like that. There's, who, there's an MMA fighter like, uh, or no, well, shit, our boy Charles Oliveira. Yeah, I was about to say. He, he has Charlie to get, Olives, yeah. he has to get dropped and then react and then come back. Yeah, and that's GG. If he, dude, if you if you knock down Charlie Olives, it's it's game over for you. <laughs> you heard him. It's over. Um, yeah, man, he's not. I don't think Joshua's entirely like that, but. I definitely see what you're trying to, you know, compare him to. I see what you're saying. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm psyched for that rematch. Um, look, man, Usyk's gone through a lot of shit, man. So, if he can get a dub for, this, for the nation of Ukraine... Oh, dude, you, awesome. you know that man's coming out with the military behind him. 
Oh yeah, for sure, dude, for sure. Um, but this yeah, is man, some I'm, this is some uh, uh, black bomber vibes, dude. You know what I mean? Like yeah. yeah. Uh, that's oh, what was his name? I can't remember the ba- uh, the boxer, but that was his nickname, uh, Black Bomber. Uh, obviously, that name has not aged well. But uh, Joe Lewis, man, Joe Lewis. I mean, obviously, it was a different time, but he was fighting the German uh, Schmeling, Schmeling, right? And it was uh, during the, I think it was during that Matt Schmeling, Matt Schmeling. Yeah, it was during that World War era, I believe. Yeah. And there was kind of this thing of like. Him representing the U.S. and him fighting this German guy who's a fucking killer and a beast. And and there was just something behind it. It was like he, he was just representing, like, the community. And I think in a, in a really weird indirect way, obviously, uh, Joshua's not from uh, Russia or anything. But I think when guys are in, in their home country, stuff's going on. When they go into matches or into fights or wherever it may be or even a sport event. They kind of carry this certain thing like, I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing it for them. And especially if it's a, a sport where you can represent a nation, and obviously he's representing himself, and that's representing his country. Yeah. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. <laughs> oh, man. Let's, let's close it out on that, Josh. I don't think I could get any better than that. Yeah, let's go ahead, let's go ahead and close it out. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, it's a bit of a longer one. Um Regardless, we hope you guys did enjoy. I'm at Josh Seven on Twitter. He's at Andrew underscore O one at Courtside Sound for all things related to the show. Hope you guys enjoy it. Peace and bye, Grease. Mouse Clinic.